Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Uniquely Designed Talk Radio with your host, certified life coach, international speaker, and author, Nayshawn Turner. Uniquely Designed Talk is all about encouraging, motivating, inspiring, and empowering you to redesign your life to achieve your personal and professional goals and dreams. So get ready to experience your moment of transformation as you listen to Nayshawn and her guests on Uniquely Designed Talk. everyone. Happy Monday to all of you. And I want to thank you for joining into my show today, Uniquely Designed Talk, the Total Empowered Woman Radio Show. And I just want to welcome you because this is going to be a fantastic show for you to join in today. And listen, I know that today is Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. And so, of course, we want to honor him and his legacy today and his gift to humanity. And so I just want to just kind of put that out there because we have all been blessed by what he has done and how he has served uh, in our world. But listen, I want you to do me a favor because this is going to be a show that you don't want to miss. You don't want your friends to miss out on. So I want you to do me a favor, as I always ask, to call someone, text them, email them, and say, hey, Nishan is on the air because she's going to be talking with her wonderful guest, Lisa Y. Jones, and this Y is important, uh, but Lisa Y. Jones about breakthrough your financial seasons, you know, and so this is a show that you really, really want to listen carefully to and you want to tune in. And listen, if you want to call into the show, all you have to do is call 215-383-3846. Ask Lisa any question, leave your comment, and just call and talk live with us. We would love to hear from you. But listen, I wanted to talk about this particular subject because I think it is an incredible subject to talk about because guess what? All of us go through seasons, right? We all go through those financial seasons in our lives, whether we want to admit it or not, whether you are married or single. We all have to deal with our finances, or guess what? Our finances will definitely deal with us, resulting in huge debt. And when dealing with our money issues, we also have to deal with our emotions that really impacts our behavior and and even our beliefs. So on today's show, we're going to learn how to break through to financial freedom with Lisa, sharing some of her biblical principles from her best-selling devotional book called Financial Seasons, Daily Inspiration About Money and Emotions. Because you know what? When the money is funny, we act funny, right? So we want to talk about that. And so I wanted to to share how she and her husband came from a season of drought to a season of abundance. And listen, it's just a show you need to listen to. So let me, before I bring Lisa on, let me just share a little bit about Lisa. Lisa is the best-selling author, as I said, of her new book. And, and she and her husband, they paid off over $300,000 in five years. That's a lot of money, and it took a little time, but they did it. And guess what? The journey was long, and she said it was discouraging at times, but they were determined not to give up on their desire to live a life without debt. And so today, Lisa and her husband, they are certified financial coaches with Ramsey Solutions. They also own a financial service firm, which focuses on debt elimination and financial goal setting. And so they share their financial wisdom with those who are ready to take the next step, both virtually and in person, they do this, to create a manageable game plan for their lives, their business, and money while removing the confusion that many of us have when it comes to dealing with our finances. So you can check her out at financialseasons.com. But listen, I can't wait to bring her on because there's so much to talk I want to say welcome, Lisa, to the show. Good morning, Nashawn. How are you? 
I am doing great. Well, actually, I have a little cold, so I pray everybody <laughs> forgive me for this, the sound of my voice, but somehow I just kind of came down with it within the last couple of days, so I'm kind of going through it, but that's okay. That's okay. We're that's okay. okay. That is okay. <laughs> so listen, I am so excited for you. First of all, I want to say congratulations on your best-selling you. book, your first book, Out the Shoe. Oh, too. my gosh. <laughs> It's going to be a tough act to follow. Let me say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I am so happy for you, and I'm so proud of what you, you. Uh, you know, have accomplished and your willingness to share so transparently with all of us about your journey through this yeah. financial, these financial seasons that, you, that you've gone Amen. through that you're going to help us to walk through. Absolutely. So, Lisa, let's, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. I want okay. to ask you, what made you write this book, first of all, and and, okay. and why did you title it Financial Seasons? Okay. My husband and I, when we got married, even before we got married, we talked about money, and it was a, a not a, a spot of contention between us. It was just something that we both were anxious about. Um, he was very honest with me when we first met and laid, as I say, all of his financial laundry out on the table. And I was not quite so forthcoming, um, partially because I wasn't ready to deal with it myself. And so here's this guy that I think might stay in my life a little bit, but until I was sure, I wasn't trying to be that transparent. So <laughs> there was, um, you know, so he was a little disappointed that I wasn't quite so uh, free with my information the way he was with his. And it's funny that I'm the one that ended up writing the book when he was the one that was so ready to jump on board. I was not having it. I'm just saying. And so it wow. took a minute for us. Yeah. So it took a minute for us to get to a place where we could even talk about it. And then once we did, then I had to start working my way through it. And then we get married, and we put the the numbers on paper. And they shone the day we got married, we had $191,000 in unsecured debt. That is not a mortgage, okay? I mean, oh. I, 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 my heart ate. You know, over $100,000 of it was interest on student loans, okay, just mm. the interest on the student loans. And then we had IRS debt, we had credit cards, we had cars, we had um, money that was owed to friends and family, we had just credit cards, everything that you could think of. And then very shortly after we got married, we found out that both of us had heavy metal poisoning. So add to the 191000 over $115,000 in medical bills. And wow. here we have a lovely cocktail of financial mess. <laughs> it's just so pure chaos. Just, yeah, I mean, it just we had 19 lines of, of debt payments going out the first month that we got married. And, you know, creditors were calling and, um, I, I was, I didn't know what to do. I was just stuck in anxiousness and wringing my hands and just, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Not really sure how to tackle it. So we hired a financial coach, which was a very big deal for us because there was no money. I mean, we just, we, we were barely getting by. And the sad thing is we we made a decent living. So it wasn't even that we had an income problem. We just had so much debt that it sucked out all of our income. So we made much more than the standard of living for the average American, which is $50,000 for most households, okay? Most households make $50,000 a year. So we were well above that, but all of our money was gone was just gone. And so yeah. we hired a financial coach because we figured somebody needs to tell us what to do because obviously we don't know what to do. And he was our coach um, for the first year and a half, and then we had a series of other coaches after that. But he taught us what we needed to know to kind of find our way out. And so we were probably in year two when we were beginning to get our system down um, and feeling good about 
not having an emergency every month, (laughs) you know, where we had to, you know, crisis mode every month. We were no longer there. We were moving ourselves a little bit away from that and beginning to kind of get our sea legs, if you will. And uh, we were thinking, you know, when we get out of debt, we've learned so much from this guy. We want to do this too. We want to be that light for other people the way he was for us. And so, um, but we decided, you know, we weren't going to do anything until we were done with our debt. So since that was going to take a while, I just started thinking about what the business should look like. You know, and I've been in business for over 20 years, so it's a natural thought for me to kind of work through what it looks like on paper. Um, And so that's what I started doing. And I told my husband, I said, you know, we need a product. We need something to sell. You know, I had no idea what that would be. I just knew that I would be on this radio show and others. I knew I would be speaking in front of moms groups and others. I knew that we would be in one-on-one counseling or coaching sessions with others. And I wanted something tangible that they could hold on to when the session ended, whatever that session looked like. Because I needed something, and I didn't have it, you know. Um, And so I was in the shower one night, and the Holy Spirit was like, you need to write a devotional. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, you need to try again because I don't know how to write. And (laughs) and I certainly (laughs) am not a Bible scholar, you know. I mean, you want me to pour into other people biblically? I don't know how to do that. And I freaked mm. out. Oh, it was ugly. It was. And well, all I, I can just... say is that <laughs> it is an incredible book. It is <laughs> it inspiring. Is, I, you know, is... <laughs> oh, my gosh. So inspiring. Yeah. And I just poured yeah. through it. I was like, oh, my God, wow. this is so good. You know, and it yeah. really, you know, hit some, some areas that I can also identify with. So yeah. I, I want to I wanna kind of jump into this because, you know, I know that, uh, that of course you're married now, you know, when you yes. decided to write mm-hmm. the book, but your financial issues really didn't start there, you know, as as you plainly no. said. It, you, yeah. it started when you were single. So let's start from the right. beginning as you okay. start your process as a single woman, and, and where did you seek for accountability as you sought to get on track financially? Okay, so this is very important, and I, I'm speaking specifically to the single woman right now. I was 43 when I got married, okay, Mm. and I wanted to be married. It was my desire to be married, but I lived my life as a a single woman on purpose. And so I was not a victim of my marital status, you know, but I also know that I could have used some accountability in my life. And I actually write about it in the book. The first season of the book is called Living Single. And the whole idea is for that single woman, this is what I was thinking as a single woman. And I I don't know what day it's on. If you have the Kindle version, you can search on it. Um, But I actually had a board of directors that I used to have for accountability. And so these were men and women. Uh, My brother was on the board. Um, one of my former bosses that um, I really respected was on my board. Um, several women from my church were on my board, um, and I would go to them. I had one very, very sound good friend. You know that good friend that, that is always the one you go to reason with? <laughs> yeah. Um, she was, yeah. She was on my board, and I would go to them when I had – things in my life that I needed some guidance on. Nashawn, I had nobody on my board for financial reasoning. There was nobody on my board that I went to when I needed to talk through a financial decision. I don't know how I missed it, but that was just the biggest piece of living single for me was having the financial accountability so that I could have you know, so many mistakes that I made, I could have done differently or made or not made those mistakes if I had had someone with some sound financial reasoning that I could go to and say, hey, I'm thinking about this, 
what do you think? And that's the biggest thing that I want to share with that single woman right now, you know, is you're not an island unto yourself just because you don't have a husband, okay? Uh, God made man and woman, you know, we, we were not, we may have come from Adam's rib, but that doesn't mean that we have to have Adam's rib in order to be one with God. You know, he made each of us individually, which then gives us that opportunity to be in relationship with him independent of a husband, you know? Um, And so that was really, really key for me. Yeah. And so what was great about, uh, this opportunity to write this book was it gave me a chance. I say it was great. It was painful at times to go back and look at some of those poor choices and some of the, some things I did really well. You know, um, I called it the financial two steps. I would take two good steps forward and one bad step back, <laughs> you know, and then do it all over again. So I never felt like I was making progress, but I was moving, you know, and then I was always anxious about money. I just I just didn't, I never felt confident in my money. And that has nothing to do with being married. It has everything to do with financial education, with fiscal education, because we are woefully uneducated people when it comes to money. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That kind of brings me to my next question because I know on day two you talk, you have a, a it's titled Not Quite Enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love it because you did talk about, you know, building those muscles or, or that fiscal confidence to be able to save and to spend wisely and how to yeah. negotiate and even how to say no. But there was yeah. some anxiety that, that you had of just never feeling like you were having enough. So tell me, let's right. talk about that. How did you shift from that mentality of not quite enough to really recognizing that, you know, it's really about how to really manage what you do have? You know, the scriptures were so important to me. And I want to say that I didn't get it until my husband and I got married not because we got married, but because we were we were then in a place where we started this journey. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, there are 2,350 scriptures in the Bible about money. God has more to say about money than most anything else. And so mm-hmm. once I understood that he wanted to be a part of it, you know, the slogan for our company is God wants you to be debt free. And once I understood that, then I began to realize that he is never going to leave me. You know, he's not going to let me, he's not going to leave me high and dry. Now, here's the caveat. There may be consequences to the choices that I have made that I need to work through, okay? And my idea of rock bottom might not be his idea of rock bottom, (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so you might you might get to a place where you are incredibly uncomfortable, but in that season, he's still there. He's not going to leave you in that place. Um, did you know, I don't know if you know this, uh, I, but it blew my mind when I figured it out. The children of Israel, when they were in the wilderness, it was an 11-day journey to get from the Jordan River to the Promised Land. It would have, it should yes, have taken them that. eleven days, right? How long did it take? But it's been forty, 40 years. Yeah. years because yeah, they refused yeah, to listen. Yeah. <laughs> they refused to mm. listen. They were stuck, and they were determined that they were not going to change. He's not going to bless mm. that. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. So a lot of yeah. the yeah. I don't have enough is I don't want to change my ways. Okay, I don't have enough because I choose to overspend. I don't have enough because he told me to go this way and I didn't. And, you know, so so much of that I don't have enough is because we choose disobedience. And he's just going to sit there. And it's interesting, you know, as you, it's, it's funny for me to go back and read this, you know, because, you know, it took me three and a half years to write this book, Nashawn. People, <laughs> wow. so some, of these, some of these stories I hadn't seen in a while until I started editing, you know. Um, and it was really interesting. 
because there are many times where I refer to myself as a child. You know, I actually write in there, I don't remember what day it is, where he said, where I say that I was behaving like a two-year-old throwing a, a financial temper tantrum, and he was just going to let me tire myself out. All you moms out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we do. You know, and, and that's what we do. That's what we do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and if we don't get it in check, you know, we'll continue to do it as grown up. Still over and those over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much mm. of it, not quite enough, is it's by our own making. That's really what I want people to understand. You know, I have a, my uh, my cousin, um, and I talked to her yesterday, which is why this is fresh on my mind. And she made a commitment, a public commitment on Facebook that said she would not buy any clothes in 2019, period. Wow. Okay. And she, <laughs> That's yeah. a big declaration, especially for women, because, you know, we love to shop. <laughs> right. And that's why I say that here. She made the declaration that she would not buy any clothes, and someone challenged her on it. Why would you do that? And her response just brought tears to my eyes, and she said, because I have a bigger purpose. I want to be that free. Wow. You know, and that just, wow. it, yeah, yeah. And, and you that's know, where and it has to be purpose. From. It has to, it absolutely, has to be. you have to yeah. know, you know, how to pursue the, the things mm-hmm. that are purposeful for you. And right. and and it, I just love the fact that you really kind of bust that bubble of it's not about you don't have quite enough you got plenty and if we think about yeah. it we do have more than enough regardless right. of how much you're making it's just you know whether or not you're going to do the right things with what you have right. and exactly. deciding that you as you said to be obedient to how you yeah. are to manage your yeah. finances. And so, and, and that's, said, that's a big shift for many of us. It is. Yeah. It is. And I can't tell you, and I, again, I talk about this in the book, I can't tell you how many major financial decisions I made without prayer. You know, I just did yeah. what I wanted to do. I never thought to consult the Lord. I never asked what he wanted me to do. I made assumptions mm-hmm. that I knew what he wanted me to do. I never stopped to say, Lord, is this is this in your wheelhouse for me? Is this what yeah. your yeah. plan is? I never asked, you know. And well, so you know what? I learned... that, and that, Lisa. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Lisa. No, go ahead. And, and you know, uh, it's so funny that you said that because that leads me to my next question. I know on day ten <laughs> in your uh, in your book, you you talk. It's called No Plan, right? <laughs> so mm. you talk about. You know, the poor decision of purchasing a home and didn't realize oh, you were going to have to girl. finance everything. But but when mm-hmm. you have no plan, right, and, and, and we kind of go after those shiny objects or what we even yes. feel we deserve, then, then, you know, those poor decisions really catches up with us, you know, yeah. in a way that, that can be very devastating, you know, when we look yeah. back and say, oh, my God, how did I get here? So let's talk about yeah. not having that plan. As you were listening. Yeah. Well, so what's incredibly ironic about this conversation is my husband and I were getting dressed for church yesterday, and we were just kind of talking about this coming Friday, which is a very big day in the life of the Joneses, because we will close on our first home together as a couple. We've been renting for seven years because we were just, we were in debt for the first five, and then we spent yeah. uh, the next year building up some cash. And then we started looking for a home and decided to build one from the ground up. And so it has taken us seven years to get to a place where we're moving. And my husband said yesterday, because we did opt to get a mortgage, and that's a whole nother story. So we, <laughs> we're not, mm-hmm. the Lord put us on that path for a reason. So I'm not, that's another whole show, Nashawn, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but he, he said, like, he said as we were getting dressed yesterday, he said, you know, we're about to move, we're doubling the size of our space, and everything that will go into that house is paid for except the house itself. Everything mm. is paid for. 
you know, and that's what happens when you have a plan. You know, it is we stopped and we thought and we, you know, crunched the numbers, we laid it out on paper, we did all of these things to make sure that we were in the right place. You know, we passed on sale items because there was not enough cash to do that purchase along with the other things that we wanted to do. So we would rather pay full price full price with cash than to buy on sale with credit. You know, it's those kinds of things that help you when you have a plan. You know, we have we do a monthly budget, but we also have a a quarterly financial plan and an annual financial plan. You know, and we check back in every month to see how we're doing, what has adjusted, you know, where do we need to make changes in order to stay on track, or does the plan itself need to shift, you know. And I say again, I cannot express this enough, I did not get to this place because I got married, okay. I got to this place because my husband and I made the decision that we were both going to become financially educated. And that's the difference. That's where that plan comes in. You know, when I bought my first house, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't ask anybody. <laughs> mhm. Oh, I can't like, believe I'm just gonna I do did it. that. Yes, I mean, this is yeah. like this is the, one of the biggest financial purchases that anybody is gonna make, and I consulted nobody. Crazy. Yeah. But that's yeah. but that is how most of us do what we do when it comes yeah. to. Big decisions. We we don't consult. We don't seek counsel. You know because you know you know the Bible mentions that in the multitude of counselors there's safety, and so you know if we don't consult, if we don't seek out, you know wise counsel, many times we'll end up making poor decisions, like purchasing right. a home when we're not ready or didn't count up the cost. You yeah. know uh, to see what is it really going to look like and can we really afford it at this right. time? You know. And so, yeah. uh, and so that's that's so critical to really sit down and and to create a plan that's going to work, you know, so that it won't backfire on you, and then you enter back into that place of of feeling yeah. anxious and like, oh my gosh, what did I do, you know, and how do we right. get out of this? So, mm-hmm. it's it's really and, important and critical to to do that. Yeah. And the other thing that I want to mention here is that this is a muscle that has to be developed. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not going to happen overnight. It certainly didn't for me. But the other thing about a muscle is it must be constantly exercised if it is to stay strong. Mm-hmm. So there is no arrival point to good money management. You don't get to a place where you then don't do a budget, you know. Right. You you know, and that's Absolutely. what we tell our coaching clients. This is mm-hmm. This is this is the change that you're going to make that will start the rest of your life. This is how you're going to make your financial decisions for the rest of your life, you know. Um, because once we yeah. get to a place where we believe we have arrived, then we stop doing the things that we did to get there, and before you know it, we're right back where we started from. Absolutely, and you know what? Yeah. Listen, we have you, you. You're speaking to the choir because I've been there. You know, my husband and I. We've yeah. been there. We've been in it, in debt, out of debt, in debt, out of debt. You know, yeah. and and I think a lot of that too. We we didn't touch on it, but I kind of want to go back just you know uh, just okay. for a little bit because for many of us, we grew up not even being taught about money, oh, and I wow. think that's where. It, it begins, you know. We're we're trying to yeah. catch up now as adults, right? Yeah. Where now we have all of these responsibilities, you know. We have children, we have a home, we have all of these other things that are required of us to take finances to do. Right. But but many times, if we had learned it, you know, years ago, growing up, which is something that really don't teach in in elementary school or high school too much, and right. and you really don't find out a whole lot about it in college unless you're majoring in finances or, or that right. kind of thing. But it's it's so critical for us to begin 
teaching this, you know, especially to those who have children, teaching this to your children. And and mm-hmm. that also it's just it's never too late to learn as an adult. No. That's what you're you're saying right here. You didn't get it until you got it, you know, which happened right. to be when you were an adult. <laughs> right. let's, let's talk a little bit about that because how critical is it to begin that process early so that we won't end up spending a good portion of our adult life trying to get out of it. Yeah. So my mom is 73, 72. I always forget, 46. Yeah, she's 72. So she, my husband and I went through Financial Peace University, um, which we swear by. I mean, it just is a great intro to personal finance class. It just is. And it was, along with our financial coach, those are the two things that really set the foundation for our place that we're in now where we feel like we have enough, where we have created some margin for our lives. And so uh, last year in, um, I I get confused, it's either 2017, it was 2017 um, or early 2018, um, my mom went through Financial Peace University and Mayshawn, she said, I'm 70, so it was uh, 2000, it was like this semester, so J- January of 2018. She said, I'm 71 years old, and I'm doing a budget for the first time. Wow. That's what my mom said. Yeah. So, and it was eye-opening to her that she could save to pay cash for a new car, that she didn't have to buy a brand-new car. It could just be new to her that car repairs and property taxes and things like that didn't have to be a, quote, surprise because she put a little aside every month to do that. And so the key, I share that because if you are breathing, it is not too late for you to learn how to manage your money. You know, and so, and she was so, we were so proud of her. I mean, she just, she was like the star pupil in her class. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun. Yeah, she yeah. Made, she didn't miss a week. She was there early. She brought people with her. My niece, who was um, a junior in college, can you imagine a 19-year-old and a 71-year-old taking the same financial class? Wow. wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And so it's yeah, never, and never too late. It is never, it's not too early and it's not too late, you know. And so you just have to be willing to be different. That I mean, that's tweetable. <laughs> Somebody it, it out there is. That's a that tweetable moment, tag, that's for sure. Yeah, Lisa Y. Jones, L-Y-J. Lisa Y. Jones, L-Y-J said, you just have to be willing to be different. There you go. Okay, I'm going to look for that. I love it. Somebody needs it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, listen, for those of you, yeah, it's the key. It really is the key. So, listen, for those of you who are just tuning in, you are listening to Uniquely Designed Talk, the Total Empowered Woman Radio Show with my guest, Lisa Y. Jones. And we've been talking about her best-selling devotional book, Financial Seasons, Daily Inspiration About Money and emotions, and this is what brought she and her husband from a season of drought to abundance. So, Lisa, you know, tell people how they can uh, connect with you on social media. Okay, well, I just put my handle out there. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is Lisa Y. Jones, L-Y-J, because there are a lot of Lisa Joneses out there, I'm just saying. (laughs) So the Y is definitely important, and Lisa Y. Jones, L-Y-J, is how you find me on social media. If you want more about our coaching services, uh, speaking engagements, things of that nature, it's lisayjones.com. And then the book is at financialseasons.com, and you can get two financial seasons from lisayjones.com. It's all tied together. So, um, so that will all take you to different places on the same website. And that's how you find us. So, yeah, I post um, a money and emotions nugget every morning um, on on social media. You'll find it on on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And it's just food for thought, things to think about. And I choose to be vulnerable so that you can then be vulnerable in your private space. So I do it publicly to give you permission to do it privately. That's pretty much what it is. 
the day that I lost my job and made the decision to become a full-time sales director with Mary Kay Cosmetics, which I did for 10 years. So I had a very uh, successful season as a sales director, but I didn't ask God if that's what he wanted me to do. I made the assumption that that's what he wanted me to do. And so on that day when I uh, lost my job, I was given a copy of this little book, and it changed my life. It did. It got me through. You know, I just don't know if that was God's plan or not because I didn't ask. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So the prayer day and that, that is kind of, huge. It is. It really is. It really is. And that kind of brings me to to my next thought because I know that um, you have a, a a day a chapter in there that talks about striking out on your own. And and as mm. an entrepreneur, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs, and you know a lot of entrepreneurs, and you are one yourself. Uh, you know, I, I look at this as so critical because sometimes we don't seek God, which is what you talked yes. about in this chapter, mm-hmm. that you didn't seek God to find out, is this what I'm really supposed to be doing? And, you know, right. now, right now, of course, being an entrepreneur is trending and everybody is, is one, and so everybody mm-hmm. is talking about the laptop life and just jump right on in and, and, and not really assessing their financial condition to do that yeah. right now. Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about that of how you know when to make that move and and to make sure that you are seeking God about that and knowing yeah. whether this is the time to do it. Because I, I I can I can share this real quick is that you know of course when my husband and I we got back to the states he's you know was former military had just retired and. And I have always, you know, had my business, been in business for about 13 years now. And all of a sudden it's like, he said, I want to be a full-time entrepreneur too. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Wait. Right. We didn't talk about it. We didn't plan about it. And and literally he jumped in there and it was, we had a moment where it was hard yeah. and struggling. Yeah. And, and so yeah. like, wait a minute, we need to reassess this because maybe, mm-hmm. although that's your heart, I don't think right. it's the time for both of us to be in because, right. you know, we still had kids in college and, and mm-hmm. all of that. And as an entrepreneur, you know, money flows and ebbs. And so, and you know, you have it. to know how to, <laughs> yeah, and then it does it, right? So let's talk a little <laughs> bit about that. Oh, my gosh. I love it because I have a full-time job right now for just that reason. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. ready to go full-time in this whole Lisa Y. Jones ministry and, do what I know God has called us to do, but it is not that season for me to do it full time. It just isn't. And the thing that I just really, really, please hear my heart here, entrepreneur. Please hear my heart. Sometimes when God gives us glimpses of things, it's the glimpse of what is to come and not the glimpse of what should be happening right now. Okay, I, I have I have a friend right now. I love her dearly, but I tell you, I just don't believe that the word that God gave her was supposed to be fulfilled right now. It doesn't mean that he didn't give the word, okay? That's the piece that I need you to get. It doesn't mean that he didn't give the word, okay? And so much of this journey is going to be stepping out on faith and trusting him to provide for you. But God is a God of decency and order. Yes. And if there is chaos in the midst of your entrepreneur nest, I'm going to question whether the timing is right. It doesn't mean that the idea is not right. It doesn't mean that the word is not right. It doesn't mean that the call is not right, that the passion is not right. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that maybe the timing is not right. You know, and so we get all excited. You know, I went to a Proverbs 31 ministry um, training back in uh, November, and it was for all of those women that believed they had a call in their lives and they wanted to do some sort of work for the kingdom, whatever that looked like. And, man, Nashawn, that was awesome. Because, and it was so fun because as I met all these women, there were about 600 of us, and just like I could spew off the statistics about emotions and money and from a biblical perspective, they had the same statistics sitting on the tip of their tongue for whatever their passion was. 
Did you know that, you know, more kids die every year because they were exposed to McDonald's or whatever, you know? I mean, it just, but whatever their passion was, you knew what their passion was because they, their faces lit up, their body language changed, and they could just spew off all these statistical facts to support why we need to change to do whatever this thing is that they are passionate about. And I thought that was amazing. And that Mm -hmm. passion doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means that maybe not right now, okay? Do not put your student loans in deferment so you can become an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Hear Mm -hmm. me, (laughs) right? Yeah, because passion doesn't always turn into profit either. Exactly. And so we have to exactly. know how right. to navigate right. that and, and to become right. business savvy of knowing how to make that work. But, but again, right. it's really about the timing of things and consulting, really, really looking at every aspect of it and how and when you should move forward in that endeavor. That is definitely because you know what being a being an entrepreneur is 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 not for the faint at heart. It really is not. It isn't. And you have to know that. Yeah. Yeah, and I was single. I spent ten years as a commission only salesperson as a single woman. You know, and I mean, and I I write about it in the book. Haircut, um, Mm -hmm. gas, and a haircut is is one of those days where, you know, I I needed a haircut which in the fashion industry, I needed my haircut. It was a need at that moment. And I needed gas. I'm talking basic essentials. And I'm praying, Lord, please let this appointment be enough. But the other side of that prayer was, please take the dollar signs out of my eyes so that I can serve her without right. regard to my needs, you know, Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a um, a doctor who's brilliant, local, you know. And Keith and I, because we both have heavy metal poisoning, you know, we do a lot of holistic healing, you know. And so traditional medicine just doesn't really give us what we need. So that's part of why our medical bills have been so high is because we seek alternative treatment, which isn't necessarily covered by health insurance. And so there's this yeah. one doctor, and he's brilliant, Nishan, but he has dollar signs in his eyes. Every time you talk to him, you just hear the cash register ringing. He's just trying to figure out how he can squeeze more money out. <laughs> oh, it makes me want wow. to wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, so I know. Well, you yeah. know what, let's talk a little bit about that because I know there's an area, you know, you mentioned about the heavy metal poisoning and mm. and there is a, 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 a chapter where you talk about uh, Nick's, the, you, the tailspin, where, oh, you know, you and your husband wow. were on track and everything was, was flowing and working, but then these unexpected expenses just came into play, medical expenses, car traveling, uh, yep. life emergencies, and, mm-hmm. and it can really throw you off, right? So let's right. talk about that, that even when you are flowing, whether you're flowing as an entrepreneur or a single person or a married person, right. that there are things that when life comes at all of us, it can throw so many things off course, but you guys still manage to stay on track. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So. I'm an engineer by degree, so sometimes things to me make more sense if I think of them in tangible ways. And so Matthew chapter 6, and it's interesting because that was a part of my devotion this morning. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, you know, <laughs> if, if Solomon in all of his glory is not arrayed like the wildflowers, okay, meaning all decked out like the wildflowers, they don't have a care for what they look like. Why are you worrying? You know, it's like we, we worry, worry, worry when we really just need to trust God in that moment, which is not easy to do. And for me, I can only speak for me in this instance, it was because it didn't look the way I wanted it to look, okay? I want it to be out of debt right now. And in most of those instances, if we just – took a step back and actually did some analysis, we got through the situation. We could find the money somewhere. It just meant moving it from places that I didn't want to move it from, okay? 
So mm-hmm. I would prefer to send that money as an extra payment to a student loan when instead it needed to go to this new medical, uh, this new doctor or new pres- pres- uh, subscri- uh, what do you call those things, um, supplements. So it needed to go to mm-hmm. a new supplement or a new test or a new procedure. It just didn't go where I wanted it to go, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that is not going to be the case for everybody. There are going to be some times where you just truly don't have the money. So then the question becomes, what can I change about my money situation right now to make room for it, or mm-hmm. when can I come back and pick it up? Because there were things that we didn't do when we wanted to do them because we had to wait and save to pay cash to do them. You know, And so that's a big piece of managing that emotional place. And when you get in that, when you feel it coming, just open your mouth and utter, I trust you, Jesus, truly. Yeah. And yeah. just allow yeah. him to say, give him control of the wheel and let him do it. You know, and when, when you yeah. do that, there's a peace that comes, and in that peace mm-hmm. comes clarity and you get to a place where you know a little bit more what where you should be going in that moment you know I just I can't stress that enough Mayshawn you just he is he is in first position he needs to be your go-to you know and I want to say this I I, I say this in 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 coaching often when we're coaching um, individuals and couples um, and I and we have a, a you know people who follow me on Facebook, and um, I send an email out every Friday morning with some financial nuggets in it. And I say this often: there will always be more to do with your money than you have money to do. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to say That's that again because I really, I really want to yeah. make sure we get this. Okay, there will always be more to do with your money then you have money to do. Okay, and if we if you get nothing else from today's show, please write that down, okay? And what that means is cuz at least for me and what I found as I we've coached people over the last 2 3 years with uh, with their finances and as we, you know, speak to people around the country, you know, it really is they believe I'm not going to have to do this in the future, I'm not going to have to, there's going to come a point in time where I'm going to have so much money I can do what I want to do. That day is never coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's never mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It is never coming. You know what? I, I want, it's never coming, and so you have to really know and, and, and think yeah. wisely about your money and be conscious about your money. Mm-hmm. Every day, there. Oh my gosh, Lisa! There's so much I want us to touch on, and we got about eight <laughs> minutes. So I want to kind of, I, uh, I want to talk about the blended family. I want to talk about oh. financial infidelity. So I don't know if okay. you can kind of bring that together as well okay. as we, let's talk about the government shutdown because we know people are yeah. affected by that, and so that's affecting okay. everything. So let's let's kind of touch on those our house. My husband is at home because of the government. But here's the thing. So I'm going to go there first, and then we'll come back around to the other two, okay? Okay. We live on less than we make. Mm. We live on less than Mm -hmm. we make. And if you're single, do not talk to me about the fact that we have two incomes. Do not talk to me about that because less than you make means less than you make, okay? The Mm -hmm. percentages are the same regardless of whether you have two incomes or not, okay? So because we live on less than we make, we are not in a place, all of our bills are still paid, okay? Mm. And I think I said this earlier, we're closing on a house on Friday. Even the new mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, but but I I want people to hear that because even when there's a mortgage payment as opposed to a rent payment, we will still be living on less than we make. Wow. Okay, we did not wow. buy what the bank said we could afford. We bought mm-hmm. what our budget mm-hmm. said we could afford. Okay, yeah. don't buy what yeah. the bank says you can afford. Buy what your budget says you can afford. So my husband mm-hmm. hasn't worked since December 22nd, and we're okay. 
Now, if you're not okay, don't trip on it, okay? Don't use debt to get you out. Sell some stuff, okay? Cut down to the bare essentials. Cancel every subscription so you don't have to pay for iTunes and Audible and all of those things. Nothing erroneous right now, only the bare basics, okay? Um, if you are on LisaYJones.com, there's a blog that I wrote um, about two years ago called The Plastic Bag of Fear. Look it up and read through. I give you step-by-step instructions on ha- how to handle an emergency when you've got more going out than you have coming in. Don't panic, okay? Do not take money out of your 401K. No, okay? don't do Just, that. Yes, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Eat what's in the pantry. Okay, eat what's in the freezer before you go buy groceries. Okay, these are small things that you can do. Okay, that's the first thing. Okay, when we get to financial infidelity, that is real. Okay, financial infidelity is a breach of trust because you are married in this scenario and you're making financial decisions without your spouse. Okay, Mm -hmm. and that happens a a lot, yeah. Yeah, there's a bag in the trunk, and you're waiting until he goes to sleep so you can sneak it in the house, okay? Um, It happens every day. You go to Mm -hmm. the store, and this is you, girl or guy, okay? You swipe your card to pay for something, and you pull out $20 to $30 for cash, okay? So when... They look at the bank, they see $55 at Best Buy, but it really only costs $15, and you pulled 40 mm. Okay, so that you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're lying, you're hiding, and it's a breach of trust, okay? Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge issue. Communication and money are the two big reasons that people get divorced. You have to talk divorced. about money. Absolutely. Yes, okay. it can cause so, that, so many major problems. Yes. Yeah, right, yep. Okay, so I would I can spend a whole 30 minutes there, but we don't have time. <laughs> so I wanna we don't have time, but I tell you, but that, that was, you know, you gave some really good tools and tips, you know, when you think about what people are going through right now with this government yes. shutdown, also yes. with how to keep your marriage whole and sound and not yes. be at the court yes. in the divorce because you're not being open about what you're spending right. and you shouldn't be to. spending. And one of the things I just want to kind of touch on, and, and we're going to wrap it up, and I want you to give your, your um, contact information again, but, you know, there there is a certain thing that sometimes when we do get into a place of flourishing where sometimes we feel like we're obligated to do so much more for uh, mm-hmm. family members or friends because they see or think that you have so much money and so we're trying to yeah. save people out of their their uh, financial woes and yeah. not allowing them to learn how to get the right kind of tools to help them to get there theirself. You know, as the old proverb says, you know, you give a man a fish, you know, you eat for a day, yes. but you give them, you know, teach him how to fish, he eat for a lifetime. And so I think that you, you, you we talked about that privately about that savior mentality and and how we have to put the mask on yourself first before you got to reach out and and do that and so many people are guilty of that wouldn't you say Lisa? me too i went through it i still go through it we struggle with it yeah yeah both my husband and i struggle with it yeah and Mm -hmm. so the key Mm -hmm. is to you know you have to shore up your own household first if you were on an airplane they would tell you put your own mask on first you know and so what you, yeah. When and what is the definition of putting it on first? Yeah. Making payments is not putting it on first. You're in crisis mode when you're making payments out. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Once you're debt free, then you know. And honestly, Nishan, we put it in our budget. Mm-hmm. We have mm. you know a couple of things that we do for you know my mom, and then a couple of things that we do but one of Keith's brothers um, that has a medical disability, and we budget for those things, you know. Yeah. And and so what happens is when that is cleared, when that money is gone, that's a discussion. You can't just go back and do more yeah. because then it upsets the budget, and now your financial plan Absolutely. is off. 
Yeah. It's, uh, Lisa, we only have like oh. 30 seconds to go, so <laughs> please give them your contact information really quick, and okay. then, you know, of course, we can have conversation offline. We'll be posting some yes. of those tips and tools, but give them your information real quick. Okay, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Lisa Y. Jones, L-Y-J, Lisa Y. Jones, L-Y-J. You can find my website at lisawyjones.com, and if you're interested in the book, you can find that at financialseasons.com. Thank you so much, Nashawn. This has been amazing. Thank you, Lisa, for coming on. You've given us some great things. (laughs) And listen, it's so important for everybody to be engaged. Wife and husband, do it together. Yes. All right, you guys, you take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Lisa. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Uniquely Designed Talk. Tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And remember, own who you are every day to become everything that you were meant to do and be as we empower you to uniquely design your life.